It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we got a great episode coming up for you today. We're going to talk about the update between the NBA and the Players Association, adjustments to COVID protocols, and the opportunity for teams like the Brooklyn Nets to fill the absence of certain players from their roster amidst all of the positive tests. We'll take a look up to Boston, where there could be a potential new mandate coming in next month and what that could look like for the landscape for players like Kyrie Irving. And then we get to Kyrie Irving. Immediately into the protocols after returning to the team, is that a positive potential thing in the long term? And what do we think is possible, Doug, as far as actually being able to participate with the Brooklyn Nets, even in that part-time capacity? Uh, let's just have them all back by Christmas, buddy. Just make sure make sure they're all back by Christmas. That's a lot of hot protocol talk here coming up. Ooh. But first, the theme music. You are locked on Nets. Your daily Brooklyn Nets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up? It's the Locked On Nets podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, the Brooklyn Nets every single day over there. You're going to find blue check marks certified fresh. Doug Norrie, owner-operator DFSR, for all your daily fantasy sports rankings, FanDuel, DraftKings. If you need your daily projections, he's the guy to go see. I'm Adam Armbrecht, covering the New York Football Giants for the One Giant Podcast and thanking you for making us your first listen of the day and letting you know that today's episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you time and money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions that you don't want or need and can even negotiate for a better deal on the ones that you want to keep. Doug, we come in amidst no NBA basketball, not just for the Nets, but for a lot of teams around the league, but some uh, some time to fill. Thankfully, we have plenty of things to discuss. Uh, there's a potential adjustment that's coming between the NBA and the NBA PA. There's also some news out of Boston that we can kind of contextualize for what it could look like potentially in New York. Should it go that direction? But first and foremost, Doug. Let's really break down the Spider-Man No Way Home because we had a heck of a time and this is what the fans want to hear. Yeah, Adam and I spent the day, the no Nets playing today or tomorrow, and we went and watched the movie during the day. Uh, that was how we spent our time. Like a couple of real adults, the uh, 2 o'clock Monday, Monday afternoon showing Spider-Man No Way Home. Now, nah, look, right. no basketball, not as many games, a couple games canceled, but no real updates on any more postponements uh, after we podcasted yesterday. So still a bunch of players entering protocols, some players clearing protocols, so you're getting you know, teams that are in different states of flux right now in terms of who they have in or out. I don't know, believe any Nets as of this talk have have um, cleared protocols yet. So um, whether that happens today, they have to test twice negative in a row to come back. No, none of them, uh, not Kyrie, he needs to test longer because he's unvaccinated. All the rest of them, though, um, need, to, need to do it, but they have not clear protocol so that's where we still are game still postponed even if they all cleared anyway so that's like that's where we are uh that's where we are now with the nets which is to say kind of the same as yesterday okay kind of nowhere as it stands right now the game on the 23rd against the trailblazers is listed as 
active and available to be played, but that's obviously subject to the Nets getting themselves out of it. Now, they're going to play. Enough. Let me just, I'll just yeah. say, they're going to play. They're definitely playing that one. Like, so, and, well, and, 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 and it's, go ahead. No, no, and, and, and here's probably the reason why, yeah. right? So we have a couple of things we want to get to in terms of updates. We talked last episode about this this direction that the, the league could be heading when you think about making it easier for vaccinated players that have positive tests but are asymptomatic, being able to still come back and play. So uh, this comes from, to credit it, uh, from ESPN, Tim Bontemps, who basically broke down the new agreement. Shams uh, Sharania also reported this as well, so you get it from a few different angles. That late Sunday, you started to see between the NBA and the NBA PA instituting what would be a new opportunity to replace players that enter into the COVID protocol. Teams will, inside of this, anyone who tests positive or inconclusive tests can now sign up to 10 replacement players through mid-January and also including the three replacements through the uh, hardship exemption, which the Nets have already done with Langston Galloway, Shaq Harrison, and James Ennis. They're also reportedly going to be adding uh, Wenyan Gabriel as well. So this looks like the first step from the NBA standpoint of how do we how do we navigate what's going on right now, massive spike in cases. The short term, I think probably the quick solution is to say, let's open it up and make it possible for teams to just bring in one-to-one. If a player tests positive and enters protocols, you can immediately sign a player to replace them. And it also goes on to indicate uh, that if you end up having, as this crops up, for each positive test COVID-19 that crops up, uh, you can also end up, if you have two cases, you sign three positives for at least three if you have four positive cases. So it has to be within a one-to-one ratio every time that you end up having a positive case come up on your team. Uh, let's just start there, right? This is obviously, yeah. so, we knew something had to happen, and this at least is going to make it viable in the short term for the NBA to avoid having to postpone or reschedule games. Right, so yeah, it's right. That's the first step. The first step is to make it so that they don't that you're not down to seven guys or eight guys and then waiting to see if one guy's just banged up and can't play or someone else right. goes into the COVID protocols. You're having this like sort of like new wave of players that are going to all come in um, all at once to these different teams and just be able to fill in the gaps. And they lightened the, they lightened, um, around the, the two way contracts between moving back and forth between the G league. So you're not going to have to worry about that. Cause sometimes that's a pain for teams where they don't want to, you know, you can only move them back and forth a certain amount of, excuse me, a certain amount of times. And so, and you just, you could hear teams talk about this. It could be like, it could be really tricky sometimes between how many times you yeah. can move them before you need to guarantee the contract. So anyway, the, none of that stuff's going to have to, they all kind of, came to an agreement about that. So no more postponed games. And that, and that's a good first step. I don't think that's the solution because one teams are not going to want to do this in perpetuity. They're still play. The money doesn't just get, you know, float down from the money tree. Like they still have to pay each one of these players. It counts against the cap. And so and, they good. And let's round out here quickly. I know and it's, I'm going to be a little bit long winded here just to round out some of the other uh, bullet points of it came through the athletic as well. Replacement players must be made available quickly with teams required to add players by the start of their first game after being allowed to sign a replacement player. Replacement players won't count towards the team's yearly salary and won't add to its potential luxury tax payment. Oh, that carries a, okay. yeah, so and then and this is all stuff that's literally been coming out, you know, wave by wave. Uh, that that will be significant for the Nets, who would have been charged five hundred and four 
$5,000 in luxury taxes for each signing. And that came from Bobby Marks, ESPN. The last big bullet point, these are all changes that are effective immediately for the NBA, by the way. Uh, it also scraps the limit on the number of games two-way players can be active on an yeah. NBA roster. There had been a 50-game limit for two-ways like Kessler Edwards, David Duke Jr. When we talk about the Nets specifically, and that'll no longer exist. The players will get paid and a dent, uh, an amended rate if they wind up being active for more than 50 games this season. Oh, great. So, and like my bad, because it, th- this <laughs> agreement, it was counting toward the luxury tax and then they yes. they decided and then they, they, they pivoted and, and, and changed it. Okay. So um, I was going off of the, the pre-agreement, which was like, cause those, cause each one of those, cause the nets were the luxury tax. Those signings were costing a lot of money. <laughs> like, yes, the, the hardship are, agreements uh, were still costing the nets extra relative to other teams, depending on the situation. Right. Cause they're like in four or five X territory with each dollar that comes in. Like it's $1 in $5 out to the luxury tax or something like that, where they are now. Um, so anyway, this, this is good in the sense that no more postponed games, a little more um, stable <laughs> in quotes roster because you have, <laughs> yeah. because you have enough guys. Um, and I think what this probably does, if I'm just theorizing, is that this kicks the the testing can down the road a little bit. But they are definitely going to have to revisit that also. Like the, I think that this this doesn't change my mind about the testing, the dialing back the testing a little bit around asymptomatic players, like the NFL has done. This just mm-hmm. gives them like another week to not have to make a decision about it, right? And like yeah. hope that the caseload kind of drops a little bit, the optics around it look a little bit better. And that's kind of it. Like, I still think they're going to do this because there's no chance, no chance that they are going to go into March, April, and then getting close to the playoffs with the same policy because, yeah, it's one thing to do it now pre-Christmas. There's no chance they want to be losing, like, not asymptomatic, relatively healthy superstars when the games, like, really matter. Eh, yeah, pre-Christmas, pre-trade deadline, you lose a couple games. It's not great. It's not the end of the world. Come playoff time, there's just no way they're going to have this policy in place. Like it's just because um, they're not going to want to. They're they're not going to you know take the word risk here to, to be what it you know take it <laughs> to be what it means here. Like they don't want. They're not going to want to risk a superstar having to sit out a game if they're just feeling fine. Yeah, and there's one more piece of it that I want to get to. Uh, again, there's probably going to be 30 more bullet points that we can go over over the next couple of days and. Thankfully, in quotes, the Nets don't play uh, until the 23rd, so we'll have time to do it. But before we do, got to tell you, of course, about that new app that is known as Truebill. Talk to you about the top of the show there. It helps you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions that you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. I've had multiple subscriptions to Netflix. Shame on me. It's a great, great little app. Tons of entertainment. I don't need to pay for it twice. And Truebill went ahead and helped me identify and stop paying for that bill. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. And Truebill has helped over 2 million users save over $100 million. Don't fall for the subscription scams. You can start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Their concierge will even negotiate better rates on all the things that you want to keep. So you can find yourself saving extra money in that way as well. Go right now to Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. 
Um, when you're done with True Bill, head on over to Bet Online. They got you covered for all the props, odds, lines that you need through football and basketball season. Football headed toward the playoffs. You know, with basketball, it's uh, look at some of these lines change in just crazy ways with all this injury information that's coming through. Bet Online has you covered. They're the number one spot for all the sports action you could ever dream of. You head on over to Bet Online. They have the updated desktop and mobile website. It's super sleek, very easy to use. You'll just you'll be there's almost too many things to choose from over there in terms of the props and with each individual game. You sign up, you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus. On that first deposit, you have to use the promo code Locked On, just like our podcast, Network Basketball, Football, NHL, Boxing, UFC, throw in some Vegas casino games as well. Take advantage of all the amazing offers they have for this season and beyond. Bet online, fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. So one more piece on this before we get into uh, some adjustments that are going to be coming to Boston in mid-January and potentially some questions around Kyrie Irving and his return and what all this could mean for him. The last One of the last notes that we'll get to, at least today anyway, is that the NBA uh, and the union are maintaining the current testing protocols so, so to what you said, which require players who test positive regardless of their vaccination status to sit out at least one week. But between December 26th and January 6th, all players will be tested on game days except those who have received a booster shot 14 days or longer before then or who have recently recovered from COVID. So even that two right there is another little step in that direction that does two things. One, gives a little bit of leeway if you've already gotten the booster and probably is also then doing that little promotion to players around the league. Hey, if you happen to already or were thinking about getting the booster, grabbing that is also going to mitigate what the testing requirements are going to be for you and probably take a huge percentage of the league of these players and go, okay, so what you're not, you're going to be exempt from being tested on, on game day. Now that's set inside of this very tight timeline. But again, a lot of these do, things do feel like here's a small window to make sure we kind of stop what's this rampant spread throughout the league and in postponements and players being out and could potentially get expanded as we move along. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's the other piece of this, like first, first little baby step of not seeing all these cases reported because if they're just like, oh, you just had, you just came off the protocols, you're not going to get tested right now, right? Because you're just, we're going to assume that you are fine, right? Um, and you know, if you're not going to test up on the game day, you were just going to assume that we will kind of want you to go out and play. And so the like, you're just going to see these again. It's it's all it's like data because it's, it's weird. It's, it's like you're fudging the numbers a little bit, but you're also fudging it around something that is not needing to maybe have had the draconian sort of um, like response that they've had because of this. Cause I think they kind of ramped it up, not thinking it would be this level of ta- Like, I don't think I got, I, I, I'm almost guaranteed this, like go back to Thanksgiving when they decide to start re- ramping the test up. I'm sure that the league would love a do over on that. <laughs> and would like would love to say like just have just kept doing what they were doing this whole season um and guys were going on protocols but it wasn't like to this level right because they were just doing the, they just ramped up more testing and the, and the problem with it is to your point around it, when you're active in anything so the nba season is active the nfl season is active it's hard to you don't get to say well you can but let's wait a couple of weeks and make a decision you're 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 in the thick of it so you yeah. you make a choice and you tr- and you think that it's going to be the right decision you're coming out of out of thanksgiving and then over the next month the the data the information that you're getting is saying oh wow a lot more 
keep a lot more of our players who are vaccinated are getting the positive tests, but are also asymptomatic. But we have these policies in place that require them to be out X amount of time, so on and so forth. And then yeah. listen, this is a relatively quick, even just for a short term, it's it's pretty quick for the NBA and, and the Players Association to get together and go, OK, listen, check, 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 check. Let's go ahead and move. Let's start moving in the direction here. And then we'll by the way. The second that we get this settled and we can move forward over the next month in this process, we're already going to be talking about what the next process is going to be and how we make our new set of adjustments. So it's tricky, obviously, and you're probably right, because I don't think the NBA was probably assuming, as we all probably were assuming too, right? You're not going to see positive tests on vaccinated asymptomatic players or people in general. It just happens to be the or case Or not to now. this level. Like, not yeah, to this exactly. level. Right. Like, not, like, to, not, to, not to where it's almost like the wiping league. out. <laughs> right. Like right. wiping out entire teams. And, right. and I'll still say, look, if you look at this guy, and we can move on because I really want to talk about this Boston thing. If yeah. you look, it has sort of been concentrated by teams. Because if you go, if you just do a swing around the league, we're recording this uh, prior to the 7 o'clock or 7.30 slate on Tuesday. If you look at these teams, a lot of teams are basically functioning at, like regular levels in terms of the key players. So it's like, it sometimes can seem it's that they've had a lot of cases. So I'm not saying that they haven't been you, by the reporting, when you, especially when you see all the reports come in, you would think like literally every team is decimated, but that isn't really the case. Like most of these teams are just the, the outside of just actual real basketball injuries. Most of these teams are what they kind of thought they were going to be right now. Right. It just can seem like this when you get like these other postponed games, it's, it's league wide in the sense that there's lots of cases, but it like this Tuesday well, way, of bas- for this every Tuesday of basketball loses- is like most. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'll, I'll go this, this Tuesday of that. That's my last thing. This Tuesday of basketball is like, is, is pretty much how it was played out now uh, with the understanding that a bunch, some of these games just got knocked off the slate. So I get it. But um, like a lot of these teams are just kind of in quotes fine right now. Yeah, the 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 point being, it's like if you say four teams, right? Boston, uh, sorry, Boston, uh, uh, Chicago had this. The, the Cavaliers, the Brooklyn Nets. Okay, every time that one of those teams gets hit with that, then you would impact another team or two because you start to move the schedule and postpone games. So it's not necessarily a one to one. Players on eight teams or nine teams are suffering from this, but it only takes two or three, and then you start to extrapolate it out as you look at the schedule. The the other piece then that came out too uh, that. We're hearing in Boston that they're moving towards on January 15th. They'll start to have a uh, COVID vaccination mandate in place. But the wrinkle to it is that athletes are going to be exempt from it. So this way you, you avoid the potential issue of players being able to come and visit their players being able to play at their home games, et cetera. I find it interesting. Like I think that, I think that they understand with everything that's gone on recently that it sounds, it does sound reasonable. And I'm sure there's communication with the Boston Celtics and the other sports teams to say, Hey, what's going to work best for us. Do you find it at all interesting though, that if they're saying there's a COVID vaccination mandate, that that, that communicates that there must be X number of players, whether it's the Boston Celtics or other teams there that are unvaccinated and they're trying to just be able, and I'm not, I'm not judging it, but like they're trying to be able to step around that potential pitfall that it would create for their sports teams. 
well, like my eyes want to roll all the way back into the back of my head with stuff like this because it's just like all crazy. I'm gonna, I, I, my, my initial reaction was, oh, they're just doing it to troll Kyrie for leaving because, like, that's, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get to that like, in a second. I was like, well, you know, well, you know what? This will kind of, this will teach you to have left. You know, you should have stayed and resigned with us, like you said you were going to. No, I, um, I mean, it's hilarious because, like, what world do we live in where it's like, hey, you, everyone's got to do this thing, but hey, you know what? Because you're you play sports, you don't have to do it. It makes no sense. I, 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 by the way, I'm I'm fine with it because it's just I think they should have all just be playing. If everyone has made their choices up until this point, made your choice and just kind of move on. I, like that's kind of where I land with some of this stuff. So I'm totally fine with it. But it's just so hilariously funny that it's like, yeah, it's just, it's just super dangerous. Except for the athletes, they you know that would be a bummer to have, to have them miss games. Like we can't have Tatum missing a game. So uh, <laughs> or like whatever. Well, he's probably vaccinated. I don't know. But like I just find it to be sadly hilarious that this is the state now if it's going to move other places to feel more comfortable to do the same thing i'm here for it because i want Kyrie to be able to play at home <laughs> like so i just i i don't know I, I i feel like i could go 20 straight minutes on how hilarious this is um because like to make a rule that like applies to some but not to all um and well, Adam I do knows find this kind of thing specifically just triggers me off right off planet earth <laughs> but yeah like that's mostly where my thought process is and it is like I'm not I'm not again, I'm this isn't I'm not judging it any one way or the other. But I, my knee jerk reaction is like this. Well, it feels like you're swinging the pendulum here, Boston. And I'm. it could be it could have been any city where you go. That's it. Mandate in place. But also like we're taking into account this very specific thing and saying, except for you guys over there, you guys are <laughs> I mean, obviously like, fine. It's just like, you're it's famous. So, it's... <laughs> Why would you think this applies to you? Which is an odd which is an odd approach. By like, uh, by the way, I'm just gonna be cautious. Like, I'm anti mandates. Like, I don't like. I don't think any of the mandates should be there. So, I, I, I this is not me saying it's a bad. This is not me no, saying it's a bad just, rule. It's the same thing that happened in the city, right? In New York, when they said this mandate is going to go into place, it's just that we we've talked about this previously and at the time and what it meant. Obviously, Kyrie wasn't going to be able to be a part of the team to start the year based on the Brooklyn Nets decision. Okay, but it was this idea of man. Something here doesn't add up if players that come from visiting teams that are in the right. same position as Kyrie, they get to be a part of it, but the guy that's here doesn't. And that's it, it, it. the same lack of logic applies to this in Boston where you go, well, you're setting in a mandate, but you're also setting parameters about this very select group. It's do whatever you want. If you handed this sense. in, if you handed these rules in as a school assignment, like your professor or teacher would just hand it right back to you and be like, "You didn't understand it." Like, you, like, <laughs> I don't think you understood what we <laughs> like were. They would just hand it. They, they just, I, I, I used to teach fifth grade like decades ago. If a, if a student came up with like a, a plan and this was what they handed in, you would just say, "Hey." Okay you see how you're wrong about this, right? Like, and you just hand it right back to them. It's like, it's completely crazy. Anyway, let's have, well, right. we, have, we can move into some of this other stuff, but it's just, I, I, my, my overall thought process on this is if this is what's going to make a new, um, you know, a, a new political regime in the city under Eric Adams kind of rethink this thing or say, or if it's going to be, you know, a first step in, in having it just be applied to the, uh, the nets also, I'm, I'm, I'm vote yes for it a thousand times. Like if that's just what's going to, if this is the world we live in, like then I vote yes to have it also be the case for Kyrie. And this is the piece we're going to get into Kyrie Irving here. And obviously uh, him coming back to the team and a question that I want to pose to you. We've got to, of course, remind you, thanks for making us your first listen of the day free on all those great platforms. We hope that you are continuing to enjoy us and 
As I know, you listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge, Doug knowledge. Nonetheless, we call it Doug Nuggets here. But you can also be switching over to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Get three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line and free 5G phone when you switch so you can get the latest episodes of all your greatest podcasts on that 5G network. All on America's largest 5G network, by the way. More power to save. It's Boost Mobile. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere or for all phones or networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. Now, this is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The last piece of it is, I'm almost going to, I'm going to table what's going on in Boston. Maybe there's potential for that, and that would be great. But Kyrie Irving comes back to the Brooklyn Nets, immediately tests positive, immediately enters protocols. The question that I have for you is, if Kyrie Irving is going, if the current state of things, even if they're going to make adjustments, it sounds like all these things are to accommodate positive, uh, positive tests for players who are vaccinated, and everything is around the idea of players being vaccinated and allowing them to be able to participate. If Kyrie Irving remains unvaccinated and nothing changes and there's no indication from the incoming mayor that he's going to make adjustments. How likely is it that Kyrie gets to play X percentage, even of the road games because day one, he ended up in protocols and from the landscape of things, these positive tests are coming. He does. He, he right now, Kyrie will not benefit from any of the adjustments that are being made here. It, it just seems like he like not he, like anyone is going to be getting these positive tests. And every time that he gets it, He's going to go into the long-term protocols, and I don't think that there's going to be changes to that specifically for unvaccinated players. So if it hits at the wrong time, he'll miss four or five games because they happen to be on the road. If it happens one more time, it'll hit again. I do I, I do wonder, to unfortunately put a little bit of cold water on Kyrie's return, how much are we going to get in his return? Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I like it's. I, it would seem like starting now, it's not going to happen at all because it feels like you know if this stuff's just going to keep you know if people are going to keep testing positive, then and yeah. he's going to be and he's definitely subject to more scrutiny around this for sure. So when that's the case, um, it's just more chances to test positive. I mean, that's that that's kind of fuzzy math, but like the in general, it seems like it's fraught with you know a moderate amount of, of peril here. Uh, at the same time, I'm hoping that, you know, these other things that just, you know, because you don't just, you know, get it right away once you had it again. Right. Like, I'm pretty sure that's been pretty so much catch the case. a gap um, somewhere in there. Yeah. Like there will just be enough of a gap that I think that maybe 
oh god i hate couch i hate saying stuff like this but like it was a uh, the time okay i'll put it this way the timing around getting it was good to have it to get to get if that's gonna be the case getting it now and entering protocols now is as you're trying to ramp up to you know come back and play you'd rather have it happen at the beginning than in the middle right so um I think from we're that couching these with all the disclaimers of everyone being healthy, everyone being yes, okay. Of course, of course. We always say that, and let's just we're you know. That, I, I would hope that goes without obviously saying. Obviously, a part of it should be understood. Yes, I would hope. I, I'm I'm going to say it, but I would hope that it goes without saying. Like I'm 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 pro health first, and then everything else, right? Like uh, that's right. It's a Doug, controversial Doug opinion. Notoriously pro health. Yeah, <laughs> not, not if you look at <laughs> me, but like you know, just in, in my in my mind, right. <laughs> the way I think about it, not like the actual doing anything about it, but uh, the, 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 um, yeah. So I I think that you know trying to guess around that actually, but I think it's actually going to be because we know that there's other unvaccinated players in the NBA who have been mostly playing up to this point, mm -hmm. right? And so like it's not they're just not at a hundred. We just know this because the vaccination rate among NBA players is not a hundred percent. It's it's close. But it's definitely not 100%. There are players out there that are that remain unvaccinated, and they've been able to continue playing here for the most part. So that if you just want to yeah. base it on that, then you would say, oh, we're probably we have a good chance to get a pretty good stretch out of it. Um, if and that's just basing on what had happened before, and if they also go with the thing where I said like they might dial back the testing a little bit, right? So like if those two things kind of dovetail together, I think I'm not so concerned that it's even more up and down than it already is going to be with not being able to play the home games. And by the way, I, again, all these things, all these things being considered, you still take the shot. Like we said it last episode, right? Like you still, you still take the opportunity to bring him back. And, and, and you know, Steve Nash actually made the comment where they were saying they mentioned about continuity. He's like, ah, I think that goes out the window at this point. He's like, look what's going on right now. Like you know, we're, right. we just played the last three games. We had Kevin Durant for two of them. Then we didn't have him. We're missing all of our starters. We're playing all of these rookies. Like this is the landscape that we're in. And, and I, and we, we mentioned it last episode, but it's worth reiterating around Kyrie that. That part of this, I think, made it easier for the Nets to evolve on on their decision because if they were concerned about continuity, it kind of doesn't matter anymore right now because right. it, it, everything is just so topsy-turvy for their organization and then everything else you take into consideration. But it, it, hopefully it does work out, and I think maybe you're right. All things being considered, getting getting into protocols early and then coming out of them, and maybe that gives you the longest stretch to be able to be a part of the team and play in those road games. And then, listen, something's going to come up. This isn't going to be the last episode, not about Kyrie, but just the NBA in general. Something new is going to come up. It's the way the last <laughs> three years have been that things keep coming up, and you have to roll with it. Yeah, that's just where we are. Like, and every day you think that there's not going to be something that goes on, then all of a sudden there's a piece of news, and, you know, who, who knows? We'll, we'll, we'll probably be talking sometime like Kyrie was just been vaccinated the whole time. That'll be like, that'll be, <laughs> that'll be something that comes around. Like, that, that well, we're in such a crazy, we're in such a crazy, I, I'm, I'm saying that in jest, but like, because, but, but at this point, it wouldn't, like, would anything, I guess my point is like, would anything can. shock Kyrie you or otherwise? Point? Nothing like it was just nothing will shock you over at this point. Yeah. Like we've just been, so we've done, we've dealt with more storylines that have never come up around sports in the last two years with this stuff that you really just do need to be prepared uh, for anything. So that, that part I was using to, to say about the absurdity of it all. Oh, of course. No, listen. So th that's, that's the deal. Anyway, at this point, we think and assume and believe that the Nets will be back and playing uh, on the West coast on the 23rd against the Portland trailblazers late tip off, Doug. I know you love those 10 o'clock baby. Enjoy, enjoy it. And in the meantime, of course, you head over. You've been enjoying making Locked On Nets your first listen of the day. Make the second listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and expert analysis and insights from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all those great platforms.
and get over to YouTube. Like we've been saying every episode, every episode up on YouTube, great numbers over there. Uh, best week ever that we had on YouTube was last week. Uh, continue to grow. So really appreciative. I'll put the link to the Locked On Nets YouTube channel in the show notes. And of course, as we leave on a high note, is this the end for Spider-Man? Stan Lee. Oh, one of the all-time great poets. It was such a long pause there. I was wondering if it was... Oh, that's dramatic uh... effect, Doug. I learned, it, I learned it from the films, you know? I actually had to look back up because I was wondering what was going on. Yes, one of the all-time great poets. We will be back again tomorrow talking more Brooklyn Nets basketball. Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.